0: This is Steve Dupuy with the Continuing Church of God. This is the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles, and God has commanded us to bring an offering to Him three times a year on His commanded Holy Days. Let's look at that commandment now by turning to Deuteronomy 16, verses 16 and 17. Deuteronomy 16, verses 16 and 17. three times a year all your males shall appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses at the feast of unleavened bread at the feast of weeks and at the feast of tabernacles and they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed every man shall give as he is able according to the blessing of the Lord your God which he has given you there's two things about this commandment to bring a holy day or an offering on this holy day that I want to look at today. One is there's no amount mentioned. We're just not to come before the Lord empty handed. The second thing I want to look at is there's no purpose given. Why are we bringing an offering to God on this holy day? God has other commanded offerings that specify an amount and a purpose. I'm going to look at those three offerings before we continue to focus on the offering of the Holy Days. The other three offerings have a commanded amount and a commanded purpose. The amount is 10%. Now let's review the purpose. The first commanded offering is the Levitical tithe. Tithe is of course 10%. We can read about this tithe in Numbers 18 verse 21. This is an offering for the work of the ministry. This is to see to it that the Levitical priesthood and in modern days our ministry does the work of the Lord. So there's an amount of 10% And there's a purpose to this offering. There's a second offering that's commanded in Deuteronomy 14, verses 28 and 29. This is referred to as the third year tithe, also known as the holy tithe. This tithe, of course, means 10%. So this offering also has a commanded amount. This is... uh, commanded to be offered every three years in a seven-year cycle. The purpose of the tithe is for the poor, the widows, the fatherless, and the Levite. The last commanded offering I want to look at is to be found in Deuteronomy 14, verses 22 through 26. This tithe is is, again, the amount is a tithe, 10%, and it's commanded to be given to us. God says, keep it for yourselves to attend the Holy Days that we're doing right now. So we have three other commanded offerings in addition to the Holy Day offerings. The three other offerings have a commanded amount and a commanded purpose. So now, to look into the commanded amount and the purpose of the Holy Day offerings, I want to look at a few scriptures to lead up to that. The first scripture I want to refer to is Haggai 2, verse 8. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. So, God knows what the ministry needs. He knows how many poor and widows we have and what we will need to rejoice in the Lord at, in, for the holy days. He knows all these things, and He provides us with enough money to see to it that through our tithes, these needs are met. So the gold is mine, and the silver is mine, saith the Eternal, and He gives us our share that what we need. Another scripture I want to look at is to be found in Malachi. Malachi tells us to test God. Malachi 3, verses 11 uh, through 12 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and uh, pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. Try me now, in this verse, God is telling us to test Him. He's telling us to test Him, and if we do, we will see if there will not be enough room to receive the blessings that He will pour out on us. Another scripture I want to look at is similar to that one, kind of confirming scripture, and it is found in the New Testament. In Luke 6, verse 38. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So we're to test God, and we can try to outgive God. So whatever measure we use to give to God, He is going to give back to us good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. The last scripture I want to look at is found in 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 8. But this I say to you, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one, as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. These verses have given us some direction in how much to give God. We are to give as we have been blessed. We are to test God by using the measure that we are giving to Him. And above all, we are to be giving with a cheerful heart. But what's the purpose of our giving? God, what He has, what's the purpose of our giving? God told us the tithes will be used for. This is for the Holy Days. But what purpose will the Holy Day offering be used for? So God has told us what the tithes will be used for and the purpose will be used for and the three tithes he has commanded to be offered. But what about the holy days? So now let's turn to Matthew 24, 14. This is a uh, often quoted scripture in the continuing church of God. Matthew 24, 14. see what some of this money might be used for. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. So whenever the end comes, and until it comes, this gospel of the kingdom will continue to be preached. In other words, the gospel will not stop being preached until the end comes. Now let's look at Romans 10, verses 14 and 15. Romans 10, verses 14 and 15, starting verse 14. How then shall they call on him to whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring the glad tidings of good things. In order for those to preach to those who have not heard, someone has to be sent. A path leading from the fall of Adam In the book of Genesis to the kingdom of God in the book of Revelation has been paved with God's holy days God's holy days are one way the gospel is being preached sending someone to preach the gospel printing books and booklets and proclaiming the kingdom of God as a price this is one of the purposes of coming before the Lord not empty handed on God's holy days. With this holy day offering we make today it is not money that we are giving it is the work of God that we are doing. This is Steve Dupuy with the continuing Church of God. As a final notice to cont- for those of you that want to participate in the Gospel of the Kingdom being preached. You can send any tithes and offerings to the Continuing Church of God 1036 West Grand Avenue, Grover Beach, California 93433. If you can read this And we also have a PayPal account on the website at cogwriter at uh, ccog.com. That wasn't in my notes. That's why I'm, I'm having a hard time with this. <laughs>